Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have a ghost in the machine. Ooh, that sounds like a like a, a spooky psychological thriller movie. Mm. This comes from Parish Brewing out of Louisiana. Louisiana. Ghost they, in the machine. As they say in uh, uh, Creole, you know, what's the term? Uh, you know, salsa bon. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What is that? In Creole. I don't know. I think, you know, it's just like a... Uh, I don't know what it means. I just hear them say it sometimes if they eat some good food or <laughs> try, you know, it's very good or something. I don't know. Yeah, because it's like they they have. I'm French. not from Louisiana, so I'm not. Because uh, they have like the French language well, yeah, kind of intertwined so. in there. Well, Creole is like a combination Creole. of like French and maybe like Car- Caribbean. I don't know. Mm. I don't. I'm not. I'm Native. not a geography uh, master person. You know, what I was thinking about today, man. Mm. And I come to realize this because when you're at those moments in your job, maybe you've had this experience, maybe you haven't, where you just become kind of mind numbed. I mean, everybody probably goes through it at some point where you're just in the, you know, you're doing whatever, you're kind of zoned out. And the one fortunate thing that I have in those situations is that I have a wonderful imagination. So I have plenty of places to go to whenever I am. you know, <laughs> begin begin to to zone out. You know, uh, but but I Where thought do about you go. <laughs> but I thought about you know, and I guess maybe that's a reason why I like to create art is that you know I have such a broad imagination. Mm-hmm. But I look back and thought about all through my life how fantastical and how much I've been able to utilize my imagination. And I was thinking back to when. You know, when we were kids, mm. and we used to have like these big toy battles. Do you remember this a toy so, battle? Like toy battles, and when I when I say like a toy battle, it's sort of like if you get all your action figures out, all your action figures, any type of vehicles you have, you know, uh, whatever stuff you could find, like your toys, and you would kind of line them up like you know, uh, certain teams versing each other on a battlefield. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. These battles would have certain depth to them <laughs> that was almost on the level of an epic feel. Steven Spielberg presents. And I mean that very seriously because we would get to the point where there would be some in-depth storyline that would begin to take place within this epic um, event that was taking place <laughs> between all of our toys. I mean, people would. This is what would, started the war. You know, you would have these horrific battles, and you'd have this, you know, love love interest thing happen at some point. <laughs> then the hero dies, you know, and they have to leave somebody behind. Oh, like yeah. these, these stories would unfold, and we kind of laugh about it because you're like, well, you know, so every kid has an imagination. Mm-hmm. But I think about it, and I think, man, that's that's really kind of its own superpower. Well, do you, I mean, do you remember any of these epic sagas, or was it all just kind of, you just remember doing it? I'm just it? visualizing yeah. it. I'm just, vis- can I remember the storylines? Right. Not entirely, right. no. But I remember we could spend an entire afternoon creating these incredibly epic storylines. It was literally like films. We were like we were creating films uh-huh. with whatever time. we had in around us yeah. in real time, and creating these Stories. I mean, they had actual beginning, middle, and end events happening, mm-hmm. and this was all just us playing. 
hey, who's to say those realities didn't take place? I've always thought that once you can, once your mind creates an idea, it is in a sen- in essence become a reality. Yeah, that's act. I mean, that's true. What I found fasc- fascinating is to think about a child's mind in that way, though, because a lot of children have. That's the one thing a lot of people will agree with: is children have incredible imaginations. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, but we don't oftentimes think back to how incredible and how in depth our imaginations could be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I remember going out in the winter time. And we would pretend like we were in like the Arctic and we were hunting for the abominable snowman. Do you remember yeah. that? When it would snow out, we'd put on our gear, you know, and we would go right. out and we would travel around out like we were finding footprints and stuff. And we would have once again we'd kind of invent these storylines that would unfold because our imaginations were Dialing just so pass. were just so incredible. Like we yeah. were, it was unlimited to us. We could turn anything, you know, anything around us into just sort of this A reality. This this incredible little world that we wanted, yeah, and and I think we see it because we see children's imaginations, but we don't think about how incredible, like how powerful a child's imagination really is. Like I don't feel like today my mind is quite as sharp or as creative as it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta yeah. say that I know it's not as sharp, yeah. but <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It's um uh my imagination at times feels like it, it feels more limited mm-hmm. than it did when I was a child, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if that comes with knowledge and the more reality you discover, discover the more of your right. imagination it's, it's, it's crumbles where truth. you're like, oh, well, I know that's not how things unfold anymore. Yeah. Or, I don't know, it's it's... What is it about our child minds that... Is it because we just don't understand so much? We have so much... Uh, uh, things to cr- have to create in our own mind to imagine. I don't know. Yeah. What, 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 I mean, what is your thoughts about I mean, do you remember any of this when I'm talking about it? I mean, I remember being a kid and playing and, and yeah, like creating in-depth narratives for these different action figures. I remember doing stuff like that, yeah. We had a phase where, um, I think it was when the Star Wars, when they when they came out with the prequels. Oh, yeah. We were still... Those were cool, man. They were cool. I think it took some time for people to kind of warm up to them, but I think it's been. I think it's a, a lot more accepted now, yeah. with the help of like shows we mentioned before, like the Clone Wars and stuff, right. sort of connecting it better to other events. But anyways, we're not going to get off on that subject. Yeah. But when those films were beginning to come out, it was because we had already, in our own sense, become Star Wars fans, be, at, at having experienced the original trilogy, right? Right. And so That's what we had to watch, now right? having our trilogy Star Wars coming out within our time when we were young was sort of fun, right? To think, George oh Lucas gosh, presents back, right. 1999, The Phantom Menace, and it was done by George Lucas, so it yeah. was even better, you know. But I remember we had uh, we found like these old fishing poles. Do you remember this? We found these old fishing poles that were in a barn we had on our property. This was on North Spalding. Mm. And I don't they didn't even have like the the fishing line or anything. They were just like the holes by themselves. And we would pretend like they were lightsabers. Oh yeah. Wow. And wow. We were friends, you know, with a few kids around the neighborhood and people would come over and we would have like these lightsaber battles. Yeah. Because we were we were watching the films and 
They had a lot of really cool. I mean, at this point, they start. This is when they started introducing like where Yoda went from the weird, old, creepy Muppet to the I'm flying through there and fighting, you know, right. with my lightsaber. See, we're like, oh man, this is getting pretty cool. You had, hey, you had um, Darth Maul comes out with the the yeah. first dual sided lightsaber. Wow. So you know, lightsaber combat was obviously becoming a lot more exciting than it was in the original trilogy. Lightsabers in the original trilogy were were interesting, but the the fighting was kind of subpar. It was just more like, you know, just a regular duel. watching knights fight, or Uh, samurai fight. But the the trilogy, I guess, was maybe even with um, uh, CGI, which is able to explore the the fighting a little bit more. They're really So it was fun to... You know, sort uh, we were still pretty young. I don't know. We were maybe in middle school. Mm-hmm. You think maybe that, that we were yeah. that old? And we would, we would have these, you know, core. We would almost try to like choreograph some of the fights. So when our friends would come over, we could we could entertain them a little bit. Do you remember that? We kind of choreograph them. I would say, hey, you know, when I, I say mean, a I, certain, I, when yeah, I would, when I holler I so. a certain thing, you know, you duck and I'll swing, or like, you know, I'll sweep at your legs and you jump in the air, and then you, you know, we clash. We would kind of almost try. To, I mean, it was probably looked horrific, but we tried to choreograph our actual lightsaber duels. So when our friends would come over, we could impress them with like these epic looking cinematic lightsaber duels. That's pretty and they cool. Were just, and they were just fishing poles. So even. I guess even up into middle school, we were still pushing well, I mean, our imagination a little. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, as you as you get older, the version. I mean, as a child, that's the rawest form of it. That's the rawest form of world building and imagination and expression that you get is through your toys and the environment around you, creating these narratives with with those things. But as we get older, you'll notice that what's what's considered socially acceptable at a, at different ages. You know, is kind of what you gravitate into. So there's, I think there's a reason why people like video games. Video games are kind of like the evolution of playing with action figures. <laughs> you know those battles you were talking about. You can actually about? go into you them can, now. You can, yeah, and I mean, it can it can feel like right. an experience instead of you just creating the experience. But you know what's sort of funny is that even as an adult, and I, I've heard other people sort of say this whenever, mm-hmm. maybe when they have their own kids and they're they're still buying toys and bringing them to the house, you sometimes every once in a while you kind of want to go back there and do it again. You kind of want to get the toys out <laughs> and say, I, I've I honestly wanna, never thought about uh, <laughs> it. I'll have to do you don't it think now. so? Like, I have to I'm, go like, sit back in my daughter's room when she's not home. Daddy, and, what and are you doing? With, play I, with their leave me alone. I'm reliving my childhood. <laughs> no, I mean, I feel like some people do reminisce about what it was like. I mean, basically what I'm saying, I think uh, there are times that I'm like, I miss that level of, maybe maybe I miss that level of escape. Yeah. It was some strange escape that I loved It was freeing. It. it was liberating. I could create, I could sand, you know, it was a sandbox. I could create whatever mm-hmm. I needed to, whatever narrative I wanted. And we did this together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally together created our own storylines with toys and our imagination. I, I mean, I mean, so in middle school, we we upped the ante by choreographing our own fight scenes, and then <laughs> and then and then in high school, we did our our you know we made like short films, right? We made like right. our cool action films. I mean, we I mean we never really lost it. It just evolved as it went on. It's a shame we don't do it anymore because you know I mean like like. It, that's kind of what inherently comes with it as you age. The world takes a lot of that from you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not you're not allowed. You're not given the time that you once had to express yourself in that way. It's always strange, you know. You think about when you're a kid, and you always think about, man, one day when I have money, yeah, yeah. what am I gonna buy? And then when you finally have money, I'm gonna go into the grocery store and get whatever the hell I want. 
I'm buying all the toys in the toy aisle. Right. That's right. But then, you know, life hits you and responsibility <laughs> says, no, you're not. You know what you get to have right. today? The moment you have access, you get, to have you get reminded. $15 worth of gas, <laughs> a $2 hamburger, and you owe the water company $42 yeah. on your water bill. <laughs> so that's what you get to do with your money today. And you learn that. Your imagination can only really... You're like, when the fuck do I get to spend it on things? So you know when my, imagina- <laughs> my imagination gets to work now is when, I, is when I'm sitting at my job. Right. And, I'm, and I need to be mindless, <laughs> and I just get to go explore and create storylines again. I'm telling you, man. I don't know. Well, I don't know why these things pop into my mind. I think maybe it's the, the tr- common, you know, hearkening back to a time of innocence and... You know, uh, well, I think, I think lack child- of responsibility, but I feel like there is just, there's sort of that person still in us, though. I don't know why it seems to get so repressed, is what sort of bothers me. People like me and you aren't people who are, who are cut out for the society that we live in. I mean, there's a lot of people like mm-hmm. us. There's a lot of people like us. And I they agree just, with that. Well, I mean, they just, they have to do what we have to do. They just kind of have to accept it. They have to accept what is. I mean, we are lucky enough to be born in, in what I believe is pr- probably the greatest country in the world. Mm. At this point in time, I truly don't feel like I've been stripped of major freedoms. No. I think there's been times that the government, especially recently, has really pushed the boundaries, but I don't think there's been any point where I felt I, I felt subjugated by my government. So I think that's something that, you know, we have to acknowledge, me and you are not competitive people whatsoever. Capitalism is a competitive-based mm, system. Right. It's, 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 I mean, it's, me and you are the most uncompetitive people <laughs> on the planet. Like, we don't even care I to, agree. we don't even I care, agree with when, that. we don't even care to losing games. Like, we don't even care. We just, if, if we're having fun, fun, if we're enjoying the experience, <laughs> that's all we give a shit about. Like, we are the most simplistic people on the planet. And we live in a society that says all you need to do is compete at all point in times. Right. Right. You need to consistently be competing with your neighbor, you know, at work, your company is competing, you know, your family needs to be competing, your kids need to be competing. I mean, it's like they've got to win, they got to be the best, they got to win the scholarships, they got to, you know, it's just, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? It's just like everything that's bred into this society (laughs) and culture is competition. Oh, man. It's 100% competition. That's why we're such a disappointment. No, you know, I'll tell you this too. So, so there's another thing to kind of circle some of what you just said into the whole. Well, hang on, hang on. I do want to go ahead. Go well, ahead. well, I do, I, I do want to just finish out by saying, you know, I mean, the the alternative. I, I don't, I don't think that the alternative being not being competitive and not driving business or not, you know, not not doing it. Like, I don't, I don't think the alternative has to be anything that requires people to be lazy, though. Or, the, or I'm sorry, that accepts people being lazy or not contributing to society as a whole. So here's what I was going to say. I don't have a problem with the power plant workers. I have a problem with the company, the monopoly of the power plant company. That's what I have an issue with. I support the workers. I don't support the company. I don't support the system. Does that make sense? Like that analogy? Right. When I recognize what has, what ultimately seems to be repressed a lot of times in people to be able to conform to what society demands, mm-hmm. which which is kind of which is what you're kind of saying, right? Yeah. How much untapped potential you're repressing away? To imagine that people have such great minds, such deep minds that are literally being saying that's not practical mm-hmm. because that doesn't make money. Right. 
Your imagination right now isn't making me money unless you can turn it into a product. To be sold. And in, in a competitive just, system. <laughs> I understand that I am not uh, I'm not a business person. I would never give anybody financial no, advice. We don't know anything. <laughs> we don't know anything. But it, I find it very hard to just fall into that mentality of this is just how it is. And you need to be focused on working, I guess, till you die. Yeah. To ensure that you have... Well, at this point, that's what it is. We're still being sold the same <laughs> the same old narrative that, that was sold up into the point that it's not sustainable. That's what I think a lot of people have a hard understanding, that, or I'm sorry, they have a hard time accepting, is the fact that it's not that capitalism is destined to fail, it's, that it's, it's the way that we've done capitalism is right. destined to fail. Like, that's the issue. And I think a lot of people don't realize that that we're probably in pivotal times right now. I don't know if we've ever had a point in our history where our government has been so blatantly exposed by, of you know, full of corruption, yet nobody seems to be able to do a damn thing about it. Nothing changes. Literally nothing changes. Like, literally. Anybody can say that. Anybody can say that. Nothing changes. It doesn't matter who who's in the seats. It doesn't matter who's in the house. Everybody is is it's a job. It's a it's a system. Mm-hmm. It's a product. It's a job. It's, it's a, a business. Product. It's a business. It's a it's a competition. Mm. So capitalism has failed us because we've allowed companies, we've allowed our government to intermingle with companies. You know, like funding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably not a good idea for Hunter, I don't know Hunter Biden to having a, a an energy company in Ukraine or whatever you know does he have like some kind of right he had a connection he had a connection to I it yeah know, you know yeah he had a connection to that it's I, just I don't um, want to throw you off but I was just trying I can't to, remember what trying I, to I compare what I was what you were saying having yeah. certain connections yeah I mean but that's why our capitalism is is failing well here's here's the thing it, it's still functioning in the same manner so you still have to have the people consuming in order for it to work, right? I mean, that's sure, kind yeah. of a way that it gives a right. certain balance of power. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as we're starting to see, it seems like the only power that's that's having sway over anything is based in social media, governmental power. I mean, tech companies, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just interesting how... You feel like it's limited... So basically, okay, okay, here's how I can explain what I was trying to explain. If you think about it, these companies that are highly successful with these highly successful founders, those people are, you. one could assume, is traditionally a good business person. At this point in time, they probably know what they're doing if they've got that much money. So for them, it's easy for them to approach government in the same manner, and they treat it in the same manner. The problem is the government itself has conformed to this standard. They've allowed themselves to be bought, essentially. Does that make sense? Yes. Because these companies support government officials in the way mm-hmm. that they do, and it's happened for a long time. I mean, that's that's how it's always kind of been. I but I think it's, it's, it's always been a bad idea, though. It's always been a bad idea because you inherently are going to favor that position if you know that your next campaign right. funding is coming from so uh, you just doubt, an oil executive. So, or you know, you, you know. just doubt a lot of the authenticity behind the motives of those people in those roles. Well, I mean, to me, it's just kind of like, well, I mean, I, I just think anymore, you know, being a politician's now kind of looked at as, hey, that's a $250,000 job. I'm going to get in, like, people get into politics, they get into it, they're good at selling themselves. 
Mm-hmm. They're good at getting in front. They they're good at getting people to vote for them. Believe in me. Trust me. But really, for them, when they get back to Washington or, or when they're in Washington making real decisions, I mean, it's just business. It's just Do a business. Do you think that at some point, people in that sort of power or positions have sort of gotten beyond worrying about what the masses say and say, "We understand. We know what's best mm-hmm. for everyone." I, mean, I think that's I, I think that's kind of what they push right now. Mm. I think that's kind of what we're seeing. You don't from. get it. You don't understand. We know what's best. We'll tell you what you need to do. Right. Well, and our government's one hundred percent disconnected from the populace. <laughs> Lit. They are literally just. Dis- Chris, I was watching. We were watching. It was a show. I don't remember what the show was, but we were streaming a show through one of those cable apps that like still have the ads mm-hmm. popped in between it. So there was an ad that popped up. And it was, it was, you know who Don Lemon is from CNN? Yes. Him and, and it was, an, I don't remember her name, but it was another CNN co-host, or another CNN this is a commercial? host. This is commercial. Okay. Another CNN host. And then I didn't know who the third lady was. There was two women, Don Lemon. And they were sitting at this table, and they were kind of like laughing and chuckling. And li- like the woman literally looks at Don Lemon and says, I remember the time you flew out to my wedding in Barcelona. And she said, when everybody came to the wedding, they were all looking at you saying, oh, my God, that's Don Lemon. And she said, I was on CNN, too. And, like, they laugh about it. And I'm like, that's that's the most elitist fucking bullshit I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? It was this commercial for a show the three of them were doing. Oh, okay. I it was you. like a talk show that the three of them were doing, and that was them sitting around this table saying something like that. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's the weirdest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Why would somebody like me watch that? Why would I give a shit about any of that? I'm like, you guys are, I've never flown to a wedding. I'm like, that makes zero <laughs> sense to me. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Why, why people, what, like, wow. it, it just, it felt so disconnected. It felt so did they were in this nice little fancy cafe. You know, Don Lemon's got oh, his like Oh, that's his, funny. You know, his twelve hundred dollar sweater on, you know, with his Italian <laughs> you know, his Italian shoes and his you know, his five hundred dollar slacks. I'm telling you, man, it was just a, a complete it just felt off. It felt weird. Like there wasn't any it wasn't the Russell Brand style. It wasn't somebody screaming in your face. We're trying to figure out the fucking truth. What's going on here? Don Lemon, you know some people. You were at the wedding, some people, you know, some people knew who you were. Like, you know people, Don. What the hell's really going on? Like, what, like, can you give us any insight? Do you, is, you know, can you, can you be a journalist? Can you tell us what you know? No, it's a fucking sham. It's all a scam. Guess who funds CNN? CNN. Guess who funds them? Pfizer. Moderna. Really? Funds <laughs> CNN. They are oh, one wow. of their contributors. And Fox yeah. has plenty of sponsors as well. I'm sure the right. Rifle Association sponsors Fox. <laughs> I guarantee it. I bet, or they, sure. they probably contribute somehow. I mean, it's just <laughs> interesting how that works. That within itself works. You're like, wait a minute, aren't there some boundaries being crossed there? These Maybe that- these stations feed people information based in a capitalistic democratic society. So, so to sort of circle back around and close yeah. on that. What you're saying as we get older and we're having these sort of Does that realizations. Make sense when I was talking about like the people sitting at the table. Yes. The the realizations that you're coming to and the truths that you're starting to uncover, mm-hmm. maybe that's where some of the imagination becomes destroyed in the process when you were oh, discussing right. that. Right. The illusions. 
the uh, the grandeur is sort of not there mm-hmm. anymore when you're like, well, that'll never happen. Well, it's easier to it's easier to it's easier to, not. It's easy. I mean, it's easier to to be comfortable and relaxed and to explore. You know, escapism. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easier to do it that way. When you don't feel that way, it's harder to do that. It's harder to focus yeah. on that. It's harder to feel relaxed and and open. It's hard to explore when you're when you're bright. You know, when you're you're being fed garbage all fucking day on TikTok. <laughs> you know, everybody, every, every single fucking video is like this. It's either like there's a bunch of lights flashing or someone screaming. You it. know, I don't I don't actually, you know, hey, I don't have TikTok. I'm one of those people. I don't either. Really? Oh, it no. drives me nuts, man. I don't have Instagram. I, just, no, I don't I have don't, TikTok. I, don't I had Snapchat. I think that's I think that's that's fun to play with every once in a while, but I get bored with it for a while, and then I won't, and then I won't fuck with it for a while. I do have Facebook, um, but I've cleaned that up pretty well. I've got yeah. I figured out how I can like mute stories and oh yeah, I can limit it really well. So I really like it. I can I can cool down all the exposure. To a bunch You're of- out of touch. I'm out of time. Da, 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 da. Who sings that? Well, um, Kenny uh, Loggins. Is that and, Kenny Loggins? What, what's the what's the group? Oh, is it Hall and Oates? Hall, Hall and Oates. Is that who I'm thinking of? Is that who sings that? Of. It's Hall and Oates, sorry. That's a good song. Hall and Oates, yeah. Anyways. 